Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week, I've watched weekly for the past 20 years this year, but her career has been going on, well, forever, you know. In fact, for the past five decades, she has dominated our TV screens as one of our leading actresses and presenters. After training at RADA, it was the 70s that started her mainstream career in comedy starring in the carry-on films. In the 80s, the comedy continued with Russ Abbott. In the 90s, she was on Corrie as Maureen Holdsworth. And we just really got to see what an amazing actress she is. She went on to do Emmerdale, Crossroads as Virginia Raven, Barbara, one of my favourite comedies of all time. And then we entered the new century where we know her for Loose Women. And again, one of my other favourite comedies, the most famous hotel in the land of Solana in mm. Benidorm. As well as all that, she's a Wonderbird, one of my favourite YouTube shows that I watch every Tuesday and Friday. It's brilliant. It's just an in-depth, really good chat. And away from all that, away from the cameras, you know, if you know Sherry, you'll know she's the most amazing mum to Keely and grandma. She's worked with everyone. She knows everyone. She's a dear friend of mine. And it's with thanks to you, Gov, that she joins me today on Security and Security. It's the amazing Sherry Houston. Hello, Sherry. Hello, darling. How are you? Oh, I miss you. I haven't seen you in ages. I know it's been ages. Well, I'm starting to come back to London now. So uh, let's do that, shall we? Well, we need to go drinking because the last time we went for a drink, I hope I can say this, we got locked in a theatre together. It was the two of us and my dad, the three of us locked in the theatre together. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, really? Re- I mean, seriously. Well, we won't do that again. <laughs> I put you in charge of the corridors. You didn't know where we were going. We ended up. No. We were ended up. It was at the uh, Wimbledon Theatre. We went to the front doors and they were all barred in and you didn't know what to do. And I was like, I'm relying on you. I know. Take me anywhere. Uh, I, <laughs> I can is, do it. This is the real show. See, everyone knows you for different roles, but this is the real show, the show I love. And, you know, things like that, when you went on top of the Christmas tree on Lou Summon for the Christmas special, of yes. that's the real you, the funny. You're so fun to be with, Sherry. Oh, thank you. Well, I try. I've got three grandchildren that keep me uh, going. So, you know, one's a horse rider, one's going to be a flyer, and the other two and a half is going to be, run, the, run the country. So 
I've got my hands full with them, I can tell you. They keep me going. Well, this is it. You have never stopped. And I'm, I don't know how to describe your career. As I said at the top, you know, you've done so much in your time. How do you look up back at that time? It's five decades. Five decades. Well, I don't know. My mum used to look back and she used to say to me, do you know, you have done everything and you don't appreciate that. You don't realise how the body of work that you've done, you know, from sort of Margaret Lockwood, Kenneth Moore, Richard Chamberlain, to Harrison Ford, for God's sake, Robert Redford. And she said, look at all those people you work with. I said, well, everybody has. She said, no, they haven't, Sherry. They haven't. You just don't know it. You just don't understand and see it. And, and I suppose it's like a lot of actors, you know, you kind of don't appreciate things when you've got them. And, you know, like Benidorm, I loved every year I was in Benidorm. As I get older, I really understand what she means. And I do appreciate the fact that I've had a wonderful career and been very, very lucky, Johnny. Very lucky, I can tell you now. And I really know that. I do know that. I don't know what I think when I look back. I think, wow. Was that me? <laughs> well, it must be really weird for you because, like I said, I, I remember you. So for me, you defined me of Crossroads. 2001, Virginia Raven, on reception. The Camp Crossroads. Camp Crossroads. Well, no, because you did the original. So they had the original Crossroads. Then they had the 2001 version. And then they did the extra camp version, which was the Jane Asher series in, what, 2003? So you did both of those uh, Yeah, I think we did it 2000 because I was doing Barbara at the same time so we we're doing 2002-2003 but we, d we started the crossroads which was a little bit more serious and then it went to very camp it would have stayed had Carlton television not disappeared into Granada because Granada bought Carlton television you see and everything that Carlton made then disappeared but I still say that it would have it was had a lot of following the camp crossroads it because it would it was just so funny it was hysterical. Like to fight in the fountain outside. Yes. It had everything you could want for in a, in a, in a silly dynasty way, you know? But, but anyway, but I, we enjoyed that. But then I went on straight into Loose Women, which I did for 16 years. So, you know, in between Emmerdale and, and, then, and then eventually I went off to do um, uh, uh, Benidorm. But I tell you what I did love was doing... Um, um, uh, Mrs. Slocum, because Mrs. Slocum, I knew them all. I knew Molly, I knew John. And when we did that pilot, um, I just, oh my God, that was the most wonderful night of my life to be on that floor and hear that music, you know, from, uh, and it was just fantastic. I can't tell you. I wish, wish it had gone to a series, but you know, hey ho. It really upsets me that they didn't because it got 7 million viewers. And the whole thing with yes. BBC at the time was, right, you're either going to do that or porridge. And you know, you're going to do loads of pilots and either Porridge or I Being Served Now will then become a full series. They gave it to Porridge and not to you. And Darren Litton, who wrote it, who wrote Benadorm, wrote Scarborough more recently, mm. fantastic writer. It, it was, he had it in his blood, didn't he? He knew that show inside well, out. Well, criteria, the criteria was that whichever sitcom they made, it had to get between four and five million to be made into a series. And we got seven million and they still didn't pick it up. And I, I, none of us ever understood it, but, you know, it, I mean, it was outrageous, wasn't it, as a series? Then it was in 1978 when they made it. But I don't see how it... 
anyway, they didn't make it into a series and we had the best time ever and with the lovely, lovely John Chalice, who we've just lost and which has devastated all of us completely because of course he was my husband in Benidorm as well. So and that's what, really torn us apart a bit, to be honest. I know. And you know, him and Benidorm with you, cheapest chips, cheapest chips. It's all he ever said, cheapest chips. You had that well, amazing well, no, wedding chips in that island. Rice, chips and rice, chips and rice. Chips and rice. But, and you had that, that wedding on the other island where... Uh, oh, and, and Matteo's speech about Joyce Temple Savage. What a slag. <laughs> <laughs> best speech ever. The best speech. Matteo, Jake Caduso, it was the funniest speech I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I so, was yeah. crying. Crying. I know, we had the best time ever. It was just fantastic. So I'm very lucky. And then the pandemic hit, and that was the end of all of us. <laughs> no, because you're a Wonderbird now. This no, no, I mean, you know, television-wise. Uh, but That's yes, and the Wonderbird has been fabulous. We've had the most wonderful guests. I mean, we've been very, very lucky to get the guests we've got. And, uh, and you know, and, and it's still coming. We've got Shirley Kemp on, Shirley and Pepsi coming on, and you know, and we've just oh, we've just got. I'm just just so lucky to do it, really, because we have a great time. Harriet Thorpe and Debbie Arnold and Dee Anderson, who is the daughter of Jerry and Sylvia Anderson of Thunderbirds, and that's why we're called Wonderbirds. So this is the weird thing that everyone knows you for a different role. Do you find that weird that people kind of because obviously Corey's the biggest show I presume out of everything you've done as a household name to be more except that carry people on. now think of me as Benny Dorm as Joyce Temple Savage to be honest because I did that for so long much much longer than I did Curry but Curry will always be there because you know it's an iconic program and uh, Maureen and Reg were quite enormous at the time you know they had the most fabulous storylines so I, I guess Curry will be there for I always say that when I die there'll be a headstone and there'll be like a video you can play on headstones to remind you of that person and it'll be Maureen and Reg and Joyce Temple Savage. <laughs> what would Joyce be doing? Which scene with Joyce? Well she be no I, well Joan and also knocking Tony Morsley's teeth out. Ken's <laughs> teeth out. That was my first scene I ever did. So yeah. You've made such good TV and so many iconic moments. Not that many actors get to make iconic moments that you can watch no. standalone for 30 seconds and be able to still laugh and feel that heart warmth. Yeah, I mean, that is true. And I'm very lucky for that. And, you know, I've had the best writers. I hope it goes on. Let's see. But away from the acting, it's also that people have bought into you. Like you said, 16 years on Loose Women. And you did Loose Women at a time that that, that panel was so iconic because it wasn't news. That, you know, you did a bit of the news, but it was more about personality-led and the story yeah, that more everyone about could go, right, this is up. Yeah, and also we had the most amazing rows because, you know, Janet and I would row, Carol and I would row, and, but they were all real. You know, it wasn't put on for a camera. And it wasn't, you know, it was there and then, and it was immediate. Of course, nowadays you have to be much more careful with everything you say and do. That's why we're not careful on Wonderbirds. We say and do what we want on Wonderbirds because we haven't got a bank of lawyers saying you can't say that, you know, and you can't do that and you can't mention their name. And, you know, um, 
but on, and we were like that on loose. And it, when we started loose, we never thought anybody was watching anyway. <laughs> so we just sort of we would ramble on and come off and go, oh, nobody's watched that. And of course, it grew and grew and grew to what it is today. I think it's twenty-one years old this year, or next year, maybe. I'm not sure, but um, and I did sixteen of them, so that was a long time, wasn't it? What but I did enjoy it. I did love it. I did love it. I loved everybody. I loved everything. And I still keep in touch with Carol and Colleen and Denise. So, you know, and Jane. So, it, but it, it was a great time. We had, we, we had, we had lots of ups and downs. We did win an NTA. So that was very exciting winning that. We, and we never, I don't think we ever got over that. <laughs> I had a, the best of times. Well, loose. the NTO was where you still, where you wore that that iconic black dress, didn't you? Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. So yeah, we did have. It was fantastic, and I want to look back on my time, and they were very good to me, loose, because I was going through some terrible times, and that's what we did with each other. We supported each other every single day, and made sure that if anything was wrong, we we'd all get through the day somehow. You know. And I'm sure they still do that now. Of course they do. But it just reminds me, as you said that, I went all cold. It just reminds me of when Linda Bellingham was on the panel. And, you know, at the beginning, how fierce she was. And, you know, she put you in your oh, place. And then amazing. towards the end, what happened? Yeah. She was amazing, Linda. Whenever she was on the panel, you kind of stood back and went. And she went for it. She went for it. And you kind of go, whoa, Linda. But she was amazing. She was so strong and vibrant, intelligent and clever and, you know, very clued up, very clued up. And so when she started, you stood back and let her, let her do it, let her do her thing. And sadly, of course, she had a very sad ending and um, it was just really dreadful. But she was amazing. I've got photos of us all out at night and with Linda and, you know, and I just... I look at her and I think, my God, you know, whenever she started on somebody, I used to sit back and think, I'm not, I'm not getting into this conversation. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> but she also did the other thing of doing the innuendo, you know, between her and Jane McDonald, the innuendo yeah. were endless of the two of them. Particularly with Jane. I mean, she used to, I mean, she had lots of, well, which no one did hear. She had lots of, shall I say, risque jokes then. The live audience would hear, but we wouldn't do it on screen because they were too too rude to put on screen. But she's the, she was the best at that because you didn't expect it to come out of Jane McDonald's. <laughs> the really rude jokes. And her, between her and Linda, I mean, the audience were hysterical before we even started the show. And that's what made that show so good. And like, you look at it now, and I, I don't mean disrespect to the show, but you know, the way it is now, it's a lot more clickbait. It's a lot more news that it's a lot more, not tick box, but tick box in certain story types. Whereas before it just felt like you said of Colleen and Carol and Jens and you and Lisa Matz and Jackie Brown was on the panel. It just felt a lot more fluid. You know, you had a basis. I think, there. You had I, I think we had a lot more freedom then though. You know, the freedom isn't there anymore. We had a lot of freedom then. And, um, and, and things have changed where, as I said to you, you have to be very careful now. We didn't have to be careful. We didn't know about being careful, you see. We didn't know you have to, you know, just, you can't say that word because 
that sounds like a swear word or that sounds you're being disrespectful none of us would have meant to be disrespectful anyway of course we wouldn't but so we were free we had freedom whereas now you have to just be very careful on and on every show on every interview you do you have to just just self-edit a bit and we did self-edit on that you know you always pull back and say oh how, what, just wait a minute what's she saying that doesn't that's not going to come out right and 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 of course they do that now uh cleverly but we were just sort of we were we stumbled on because as i said we didn't really think that many people watched <laughs> they did in the end of course but we had the best time though we did we did have such fun i can't tell you we really well, really how, did how do you look back at you know your, i suppose the question goes to your whole career now i suppose if you look back at the five decades how so much has changed in the culture we live in you know this whole cancel culture but you know the way the carry on films that you were in the way that lose sort of the freedom how do you look now at that type of culture do you miss it and I think you should look back and know that every every decade or every everything you were ever in belongs to that time. You know, when I look back at everything really, particularly when you look at the 70s, I did a lot of sitcoms in the 70s, and now we look and go, oh, you can't use that language now. And I agree with that. You look at Luce, you look at even look at Benny Dorm, really. You know, so that's quite near the knuckle, Benny Dorm, and you have to be careful. But everything belongs to the time that it's in. Yes, we wouldn't use that language now, a lot of it, you know, because we realise the way people perceive it isn't right, you know, because no one meant any harm. No one meant uh, to be racist, homophobic, or any of those things. Absolutely, they didn't. But that's what it's perceived as. So therefore, we have to look at that time and go, we can't use that language now. But we, you know, we mustn't be too scared of what we do say, as long as it isn't racist, as long as it isn't homophobic, all those things. So I think things belong to a time. You know, are you being served belong to that time? When we did the pilot, we were very careful with are you being served? So it didn't, it could move on into now, if you like. And we were really careful, you know, and, but, but, but still it, it sort of had a, a leaning towards the 70s. And Barbara, uh, not so much. Barbara was a very uh, middle of the road sitcom. So that had nothing in it you could take offense to. Um, Benny Dorm, well, Benny Dorm had lots of, uh, silly, but again, Benny Dorm was Carry On. It was the latter day Carry On. So, you know, could you take offence to the Carry On films? Will they take offence to the Carry On films? Will they start saying they can't show Carry On films? I don't know. Is that is that the culture we're in? Because I think that's what Benny Dorm is. You know, our now Carry Ons. But so I don't know what will happen, but. I think everybody's very mindful. Well, I hope for that. Hopefully they're mindful and careful of what, how we say things and how it's perceived. And, you know, we have to be, but we mustn't cut the comedy out altogether. Otherwise we, we can't do sitcoms anymore. We can't do comedy shows anymore, but without, I don't know. It's a very, it's a, listen, it's a minefield of what we all feel and what we all know is right. 
and that's how I feel. And when I look back, as I say, I think when I looked at Are You Being Served, I thought, yes, it does belong in its time. So, and ain't half hot. You know, they can't repeat that. Um, all of the Perry, you know, uh, the, the, uh, David Perry wrote the most incredible sitcoms, but they are a Heidi High. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, it's over time, but where do you stop? Where does it stop? Where, where do we get to the point where we, you know, they, they have warnings on every single show you ever watch now. They have big warnings on Dad's Army. And I can't, I can't see how you could be offended by Dad's Army. But if you go down there, we'd never stop, would we? Well, Benadorm's been put on Netflix. So are you worried now that that would get cancelled? That they'd go, right, OK, well, Benadorm is too close to that call. We're going to get rid of Benadorm now. And that's well, not going to live in the I would part. hope not. I would hope not. I would hope you people would see it as the carry-ons of our time and that it's just silly, silly humour. And it is. It's just silly, funny humour. But I don't know how far we will go into what is right and what is wrong and what we can show, what we, what, you know, you, you might mistake that for uh, homophobia. You might mistake that for racism. You might mistake that for something else. If, you, if, if you're of that mind. So I don't know how far we go down that line. I think we've got to be careful with language and how we speak and, no one wants to be racist or homophobic at all. Absolutely not. And I totally am against all of it. But I think we just have to be a little careful that we don't go the, that further step where we would say 
Benny Dom or I mean I, I go back to Dad's Army if somebody could tell me why Dad's Army is offensive in certain episodes then maybe I would understand but I, I've watched it and I think right where is it offensive I just don't know so I'm as confused as the next person I think it also goes on to be asked and the artist and differentiating it as well as language. But I'm thinking something like on TikTok at the moment. I'm on. I know you're not obviously not on TikTok, but on TikTok there's so many clips of Michael Barrymore doing "Strike It Lucky" and things that kids shouldn't say, which are hilarious. And obviously he came back and did "Dancing on Ice" more recently, and so he hurt his hand. But you know Michael Barrymore doing Russ Abbott's show dressed as the Beatles. I want to be watching that, and I feel like sometimes there's a line there between. The art and the artist, same as playing Michael Jackson songs on the radio now, should be played yeah. or not. I know, well, actually, the Russ Abbott show that I did for years is the only sit comedy that has never been repeated on television. Now, Russ has tried to find out why, and we don't know why. There are some things I remember the boys doing which you couldn't show now. Um, so I, I, do, I do know that. But in the mainstream, I would have said there wasn't much in the Russ Abbott show. You know, he did Julio Inglese, he did uh, Basildon and Bond, and I was Miss Funny Fanny. There were things that you could say, ooh, really? But, and they weren't near, but they, I didn't think were offensive. So we don't know why it's never been shown. I'm sure there are a lot other things that are offensive out there, or more than, than the Russ Abbott show, but... So, you know, there are shows like that that have never been repeated for maybe that reason. So the Russ Abbotts that I've still got on tape are very funny and very mild, you know. In fact, Les Dennis and I, we were talking about it the other day. I mean, there are a couple of things and Les said, oh, you know, there's that. And I'm going, oh, yeah, there's that. But basically uh, what we did was just silly nonsense, silly humour. The silly humour seems to have gone now, doesn't it? We don't have silly comedies anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. But, you know, it, we'll, we'll see how it changes in the next five years, I think, and see what it becomes. Well, the thing about innuendos, the innuendos will always be there, you know, whether it's blank to blank on yeah, TV sure. or you watch Christmas pantomime, you need innuendos because you need something for the adults to enjoy, but you also need something for the well, kids the to Christmas enjoy. Well, the Christmas pantos are worse than anything. <laughs> You know, I've been in Christmas panthers when I thought, oh my God, how are they going to get away with that? Believe me, you can, most people get away with murder on, uh, <laughs> on pantos. And you just, sometimes I do think, ooh, I'm not sure about that, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes I just think, I mean, I've done pantos, but I refuse to do anything that's near the knuckle. That, because there are little children out there. But they wouldn't know that. That's why Panto works, because the little kids wouldn't know a lot of the jokes that the adults would get. So the adults can still enjoy it, and it can be kid-friendly at the same time. Well, that, that's the theory. That's the theory that everybody always says. Um, that, you know, um, you, you listen to a dame, or a, a, and, and they'll... I, I mean, I can't think of one now, but the, the gags they'll tell... Now, I would be quite shocked, but it just goes over the children's heads and they'll just shout, you know, so it doesn't matter to them. I think you have to be a bit careful in panto, you know, because I've 
I've actually refused to do some things in Panto, which I've thought is, you know, because I've got grandchildren out there and I don't, even though they probably wouldn't know, I don't want them listening to it. I think there's a fine line with all of this. And I think we all have to be very careful, of course, with the language. But I think comedy is comedy. And if it's funny, it should be funny. But not at the expense of anybody else. That's all I will say. Mm, mm, I agree with you. But talking of your grandkids, um, you obviously are very digital savvy. Obviously, you, Gov, have done this research that you're here to talk about as well. Yes, and by the way, I do have TikTok. Do you? Yeah. Because my granddaughter, my, my, she uses my phone all the time. So I see it. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I was, I was about to go and search for you doing the latest dance crazes. Oh, maybe. No, I, I watch my daughter and sometimes she, granddaughter, and sometimes she tries to get me to do it. I will do one actually with her because I, I quite like watching her. But I am savvy. I have loads and loads of apps on my phone. And I, I just really believe that it is the future. And, and I think we should embrace it and should embrace the future and should embrace, you know, the technology because although it sounds complicated, believe me, if I can do it, it's not complicated. And it, and it, I wish it was, had been there when my mum was still alive because she'd have really enjoyed it. This one I, you know, telling you about today, Readly, it's an app you pay seven ninety nine a month, and it's got five thousand outlets. So if you click on it, you can go to any magazine, any newspaper you want. You can read a story. You can move on. If you go to one magazine, you can read a story about holidays. If you press it, it'll send you somewhere else. So it's got all the information you need if you're on a bus, train, on holiday, and more so. Like my mum, if you're sitting at home, and she wasn't well for a time, and didn't go out she would have loved this she would have loved it uh, because she wouldn't walk to the shop and buy herself a magazine so she could have done this you know what i mean and it would have been such company for her uh, and i it's that sounds a bit patronizing and i don't mean it to sound like that but it would have been something that she could have turned to she could have got all the gossip or the entertainment you know and it would be there on her phone Immediately, she got up in the morning. So she could have read magazines that I was in and she could have phoned me and go, oh, God, you look terrible in that magazine. And she'd have loved that. <laughs> and, you know, she, I just think it would have been great. And I just think, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. I think you have to embrace new things and learn new things, don't you, all the time. This is, and I think this is our world, particularly since the pandemic, when people couldn't get out. I, I guess that's what happened to me as well, is that I, through the pandemic, apart from Wonderbirds, I have ended up with about 50 apps on my phone. I've got everything from, you know, British Rail, obviously, and British Airways when we could fly, to Grammarly, to Fartface or whatever it's called. Well, one's called Fart, one's called Fatface, beg your pardon. So that my grandson put that up. So, I mean, there's all sorts of things like that. And I just think it's, it's a brand new world. So I think it's the future and I think we should all try and embrace it. I really do. And at 7 99 a month, it's not expensive. The only thing I'll say about apps is some apps, like I've gone on the health app and it was 3 99 for the month. But as I went down the app, it, it then told me at the bottom of the app, 
So if you press that, you pay 3.99, it will automatically go to 49 pounds a year. I thought, oh, no, I don't want that. I only want to know about heart monitor. So I clicked the app off. So you have to be a bit savvy. Just, just make sure what you're paying for. But this readily, um, it, this readily is like 7.99 a month. That is the end of it. And if you, if you go on to it now in October, you get two months free anyway, so you can see if you like it. So that's, that's why I'm, a bit, I'm quite passionate about it, because I think it's really good, and I, I, I would do it. And you, as I say, you can go to all these magazines. I mean, there's so many magazines that you can, well, everything really, you can click on to. I don't think there's anything you can't, like Hello and Bella and, um, I don't know, OK and... Even Sainsbury's, you know, all of those. There's so many. And I just think, like, you could go on the Good Food magazine and click on it and look at something you want to cook. And it will actually take you to another magazine. So I can't see what there's not to like, do you? I love Redelay because also what it does is it puts it in a format. So when, whereas I would go on the Sun Online and read articles, just as articles on a web page. What I like about Readerly is that when I read the Sun on there, and I read it every day, I read the Sun and I read the Times on the app. Yeah. I can yeah. see it as a proper newspaper with proper pages, and I can read the columns, and I can read the little square boxes, and I don't have to be thinking about, oh, this is a quick exactly. online article, it's a quick read. Exactly, and that's what I like about it. And also, you know, we go out, we buy endless papers, endless magazines, and then we throw them away. Now, that's is that's not our future. We have to stop that for the trees alone. This, there's nothing to throw away. You just click off if you don't want it. But, and I think people, to be fair, if you look at stands now, I think they have stopped buying magazines. They have stopped buying newspapers. It won't end them, but it will, st it will stop the, what we used to have, you know, which is that endless, Endless magazine. I mean, I do still buy the Evening Standard because I do the crossword on the Evening Standard. So I still love the Evening Standard. But that's been an obsession of mine since I, since the Evening Standard started. So that's the only paper I do buy. Otherwise, I do it online because I don't want to buy loads of newspapers, which I suppose it will say that they will not die away, but they will certainly disappear off our stands, don't you think? I think, yeah, I think there's a, it's that interesting thing about, like, with a book, you know, bending the page, the pages when you're reading a book oh, to know where I you're know. up to. Now, I do have a Kindle, but I still do like buying books. Oh, I'm all but about my, the book. But my problem is, I've got so many books now, and I moved, I downsized, and I thought, right, I'm sorry, books, but some of you are going to have to go. Not the precious ones. But, you know, the paperbacks and all of that, I thought, no, I've read you. You can now go to somebody else and they can read you now. Because no, you're doing I it all not... wrong. You need to give oh. it to Keely. I've, you need to give it all to Keely. So I, when I bought my one-bed flat, I've kept the books that mean the most to me. I've got about 10 books, including your autobiography, which is on my bookshelf. I've got 10 wow. books that mean the most to me. And then, because I, I like the same authors, I've got about 15 authors that I read every one of their books. And I want to keep them all as a display. So... In my family home, I've put them all there. So my old bedroom is now just stacked with books. It's like a library in there. So oh, no. Well, I think, I mean, 
I've got I've got boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes, and I just think some some of you can go to a new home now because you know you've been there a long time, and some of you will will stay with me. But um, but so when I go into a bookshop now, because I've always been obsessed with bookshops, especially on just off Tottenham Court Road, where you know when I lived in London, and um, but now I go in and go well hang on stop stop right there thank you very much let's not, <laughs> let's not go there anymore so i do kind of tell myself now although i love touching books especially old books you know i've never had a first edition ever and that that must be so magical to have a first edition i don't know why but it must be but i know i don't do that anymore i've i've kind of trained myself a bit so i don't <laughs> Well, you've trained yourself not to do that, but you haven't not trained yourself to sing. You know, a bit of Spice Girls just now, a bit of Nana's Allowed. Let's yes, Nana's Allowed. Do you remember that? The Promise. In the gold dress. Oh, that was fantastic, that, you know, that, that night. Because I always remember... Um, take that. Uh, take that, because Robbie, Robbie Williams was walking along the corridor and saw me, and he went, you all right? And I said, oh, God, Robbie, we've got to do The Promise now. He said... Well, what's wrong with that? And I said, we've got to follow you. <laughs> and he said, oh, come on, Nana's Allowed can follow anybody. And that's how we were called Nana's Allowed by Robbie Williams. And, uh, and in fact, we had the, oh, I've never, ever, ever, I think we felt like pop stars. I mean, like we were all in gold. Oh, my God, it was wonderful. And sometimes people put it on uh, Facebook. And it was the most magical night. I mean, we were, we were not great. We, it was only Zoe Tyler that could sing, really. The rest of us couldn't. But, oh, my God, we just had the best time ever. And Take That was so supportive. <laughs> it sounds crazy to say that now. But, you know, well, those were the days. Well, you've lived the most amazing career show. I could talk to you forever. You know, I'm such a fan of yours for the past I 20 years on TV. As a personal friend, I'm always there for you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for talking to me, Johnny C for On Securities. If you like what you heard, please do rate the podcast. Give it a five-star rating on Apple iTunes and leave a review and send it to a friend. Because if you've never been aware of Sherry's work, I would say, obviously, everyone's going to go for Corey and Emmerdale, but put Barbara on. It's on BritBox. I love it so much. Barbara then Crossroads, then Benidorm. Start and, Slipper, and Slipper in the Rose. Don't ever forget Slipper in the Rose. And Slipper in the Rose as well is my number four. If you've been listening to Johnny C for On Skin and Skin, until next time, thank, thank you. you and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 